Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. Fanboys and fangirls, from the edition of Talking Pop, the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, Stefan Chai. Of course, joining me is my co-host Biko. Hello. Hey guys, um I would say like this episode's not gonna be like your typical news thing. I think it's more like a blog type of thing, podcast, like you know, like a social commentary type of thing. Because you know, as the world like pretty much is recovering from COVID, um, Biko and I had the opportunity this weekend, this past weekend of this recording, to experience, you know, kind of like I would say like the first big family, kind of not big family gathering, but somewhat gathering since like the lockdown last year. We got to see relatives we haven't seen in a while due to, you know, social distancing and pretty much trying to take care of ourselves. And, you know, it's like a special occasion, you know, per se. Uh, like one of our first cousins, um, she ended up, she's the one that got married. Um, her, her fiance now husband, which was really cool, is he's of Palestinian descent. So it's really awesome. He's a great guy, nice guy, and you know we, they were able to combine the two cultures, which kind of makes sense why when I talked about this on the podcast is you know like I said kind of like this is like a social like commentary pretty much to say so because. You know, we're from, you know, 
Hispanic or Mexican descent and you know then like I said having a Palestinian in our family is kind of cool it's interesting and got to see like another traditions kind of get mixed but to me it was more like interesting to see because like I said I don't see much difference between the two cultures I mean not really I don't speak of what you think no um they're both pretty I think both uh at least the reflect the, I want to say the experience we've had over the weekend. At least from what we were, what was presented to us, I think it was cool as far as showing similarities of what we tend to celebrate within our ceremonies or what we kind of expect to see when it comes to Mexican weddings. So, at least with this ceremony, it was um, more like a Palestinian or this engagement. It was, it was cool because, yeah, I think it was definitely. As you said, it was definitely more towards uh, a Palestinian um, theme, just because uh, our cousin is female and in Palestinian roots. I, I'm assuming that obviously, like the male is more. Um, what can I say? Because I, I, I think our, our cousin's Muslim female, theory. so like she's marrying into, she's marrying a, a, a male, so like. He, I'm, I'm, the, their culture has a different customs com- for their their male counterparts as it does for females in our culture. So it was interesting seeing that uh, it was more or less a Palestinian male dominated theme of a wedding, and and uh, it was cool that both cultures were able to to intertwine. But yeah, they showed a lot of similarities. Um, just just as dance for one being a big part of how we kind of express. Um, I want to say uh, positive, uh, congratulatory feelings towards the new couple um, celebrating the love in front of uh, loved one, in, in front of family, loved ones, friends, uh, acquaintances, whoever uh, that they feel they deemed very uh, worthy of or special to come to this event. And, and obviously, with COVID being involved, it was definitely something um, that was a long time coming, or something that I think. Uh, it may not be needed for a lot of people, but uh, coming from big families, I think it's, uh, you know, that stuff, it should leave, it should give you moments or feelings of, of gratefulness, of just, like, for people who do not come from big families. I mean, considering we have a, a largely international audience is full of different cultures, family's a big deal. So, like, for us... Um, with these occasions, it's a big deal as far as trying to put our best foot forward, also trying to present love in its best way that reflects our culture. And so I think um, knowing both parties of the wedding and, and, and understanding what they were bringing, it was really cool to see how our cultures, although very different on how we execute things, very similar in how we celebrate um a matrimony that is deemed, I guess you could say, holy within its respects of culture and religion and spiritual beliefs. <laughs> and it was really cool. Um, yeah, because like yeah. it started like pretty much, you know, we went, we went pretty much. I guess it starts like they had like a little like try to find the name of it. I think Pico, you had you still have the screenshot for invitation because what happened was it started like around three, and pretty much what it is is we had to go to our cousin's house and pretty much us or folks and then. Pretty much all the relatives. Oh, it's uh, hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, if you want to pull up, it's like I guess in tradition. So I think this is based on like not only like Palestinian culture but also Muslim culture because that's one of the faiths they follow, which is really cool because I know a lot of people who follow the Muslim faith and 
it's not that much different from like you know Catholicism because like I said Catholicism is like branch off the main like Judaism it's, like, it's all branch out like one religion is branch out basically everything but like I like for the fact that all religions you know they follow you know trying to be a good person show respect to others you know um, you know, be you know, be a better person, pretty much per se. So with this, it was like kind of cool. Um, I don't know if you found the the name of it, Biko. Yeah, it's uh, it's called um, a Palestinian traditional zafa. So I guess what zafa is is pretty much what it is. Is the way that we it was like we all gathered basically gather at the bride's home, and the bride's there. Like everyone's outside. You know, we're all lined up. I guess we're all lined up in the driveway, and you know we've got the, you know us the relatives, and you got the groom's side. And basically, the groom, what happens is, the groom comes, and then, like, his groomsmen, they come, and they play music and stuff, and it's like, um, it's like a symbol that he's coming, and then he's coming to pick up the, the bride, basically, and, and the bride, you know, our cousin, she, she's, like, escorted by our uncle, her dad, he pretty much, it's like, almost like a tradition of, like, you know, say, even the Catholic wedding, where, you know, how they're walking down the aisle, and pretty much the husband... You know, passing you know his daughter to the groom. So mm-hmm. this was kind of cool. Was you had the music then? Um, I think he's one of his uncles, like our cousin Adam's uncle. He's our cousin now, but his uncle was doing like a prayer, and they were like shouting and stuff. Like in course, obviously it's Arabic, I believe they speak. In, uh, what's the language in Palestinian language? I think yeah, it's, it's Arabic. It was Arabic, so I believe they were doing like blessings. You know, blessings. You know, for this grand day that everyone's here to witness. You know. This moment, a special occasion happening. You know, and what's cool is they had the Mexican, like they had flag bearers as well. They had the, the relatives from the groom side holding the flags of both the Mexican flag and the Palestinian flags to show like a unity between the two families, which is really cool, really, really symbolic, saying a sense of unity and being there for each other. And it was kind of cool. Everyone's dancing around, and you know, you got to see them off. And basically, there were it was like almost like a caravan going towards the venue because, like I said, being that you know with COVID. Some temples maybe not are not open certain amount of capacity wise, so so pretty much they were able to do it at a hall, and we pretty much had to follow them to the hall itself. Where and there we got there, it was like more singing. Um, there was lay um ladies um females like wearing like the hijabs and you know they're playing the drums and singing you know songs. It was pretty cool. Like everyone trying to keep the mood up. You know, and then, you know, now Cousin Adam, like, welcomed him. It's like, he's, like, thanking us for being here for this occasion. He's really cool guy, really sweet guy. Um, I mean, we met him, I would say, I met him, like, a couple of years ago. And, I don't know, I sense in a way that, I, like, with me, with people, it's like, it, for me, personally, I get a certain vibe with people. If I click with them, I click with them. If I don't, I don't. You know, it, it depends. Sometimes I pick up on vibes with people. I know because I'm not really much of a social type as opposed to Biko being Biko was more like a social. I'm more introverted, but I don't know for seeing how my cousin, how she is and how happy she was smiling and staring at him like when I first met him. And, you know, I can see, I guess I saw like down like I get these two are probably going to settle down and I can't believe it. Two years later, here we are. <laughs> and yeah, and then, you know, we all got seated down. I mean, I think, I think there was like only like 15 tables or something, I think. It wasn't that many tables because, of course, you know, COVID and stuff, and they had to limit how many people they could have. And um, and they decided that they had the the Muslim-style wedding ceremony, which was really cool. So it was at the hall. They did there. They had 
someone they had the prayers the vows and kind of similar like i said it's similar to almost like like a traditional wedding basically like they, they exchange vows they say you know things about the bride and groom and kind of like your almost kind of like your typical wedding but um and but it, it was cool because then they said some stuff in arabic and then they also said in english and they also said in spanish so it was kind of cool because you got three languages in there going on at once so and that was cool and um it was i would say it's it a special moment because it's like with all this stuff like going on in the with the pandemic and stuff it's like moments like this we get to see you know experience especially all the stuff that's going on in the world right now and and it's like how the media depicts depicts like a, a culture mm-hmm. especially like anyone from like the middle east it's like i don't know to me it's like a bias when they you know they show people from the middle east it's like a media bias and it's like come on yeah if it ain't if it's not african-americans getting it and it's not um Latinos getting it it's it's fucking it's yeah it's 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 um Arabic cultures uh Middle Eastern cultures who we obviously and it doesn't it doesn't and like we're not we're not beating around the elephant in the room it doesn't help that um even 20 years past 9-11 there still are gonna be some you know xenophobic feelings um that are I wanna say harbored for these past two decades, I mean, there's people who do are very good and very talented at holding grudges, even if it's stuff they're not fully aware of or educated of, or should really take a chance to do some reflection on. But yeah, and and it's it's funny that like even within this time, and and really nothing coming from that. Um, I I don't care what political despondents say, nothing has come of that. Um, just bloodshed and, and more but the fact that like it's hard to not pay attention that this isn't a cycle if it's we're going at it again right and now it's we're seeing a lot of hateful things that have been culminating for years now years almost centuries and obviously with our present technology providing an access for all eyes to see or for most eyes to see in this world at a given moment's notice, like, as our cultures or as our world becomes more small, sm- which becomes more smaller, like, this too becomes the conflicts that we've hold, that humans hold against each other, whether it's cultural, uh, spiritual, um, ethnic, uh, regional, geographical, like, all these things are going to continue to clash even more because frankly we're just more aware of it and and this 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 stuff is that's happening i don't i don't i understand like both sides are terrible like the both sides of the coin have have their views and i'm not going to be the one to understand the whole conflict but i if you're asking me who i personally believe like do I see an end to this? No, because unfortunately, you're dealing with spiritual, spirit, spiritual ideology. At the end of the day, and I know there's a lot of and, and you're you're talking about spiritual ideology, ge- geographical significance, and simple and humans like human symbiology that like 
all coincides. We're talking about each part of that thing is a significant thing that weighs on a lot of the people in this region, a lot of the people who hold their faith in this, whether it's a religious thing or a geographical thing. And and it sucks that like either way you argue with it. You're not gonna find you're not gonna find anyone who you don't think is you who you think is not gonna take your stance on something as negative because it's both it's different sides. I for one think it's in the grand scheme of things if you really analyze this thing and I'll just give you my own popular opinion. I think this is crazy. Um, I've known about this for a long since since I was in high school, frankly, um, unfortunately. But since I was in high school, and we're talking 2005, so, and then what, 9-11 happened in 2001, and we were kids, but, like, to know about this, like, if if you're going to find anybody to, who's going to tell you how it is, how, who's seen the progression of 2011 to now, it's going to be us, because we've seen it, and nothing has really changed. Um, more, seen, more hate has been sprued. Um, it's just that America has to throw the branding on it. So it's a very tongue conflict, but I think what helps um, in our experience is that, yes, we, we, we have Palestinians in our family. We, ex- we got to experience a very cultural, a cultural, cultural significant moment in, in our personal lives. Um, and as well as something that brought a fruitful bliss to our life and to our family. So it's just like, those are more important than these conflicts and unfortunately have to do with people who have radical intentions and second, who have a lot of power and that's all they want. So at the end of the day, please inform yourself first, understand where the conflicts lie. I'm already seeing, I'm already seeing things to where there's been attack on, on Jewish people. There's been within our home front, at least in the United States, and like, I, I that's how fast our news travels, right? Because it's just it's quick, it's it, it's global, right? Like everything. Yeah. So it's sad to see that, but at the end of the day, like like I said, like I'm not casting hate on either side. It's no. it's just a crazy thing that like happens to exist in in, in human society. Um, and I am not, I'm not one to act surprised because that's what happens when you have these religious, when you have these religious ideologies, followings, they, do you have a lot of people who do really hold their life on this? This is, they base their lives on this. And like, I'm not going to hate on that, but it's just like this, it's not, I, it's not unfamilable. It's just, it's, it's, it's just a thing to where you just, you sit there kind of like, wow, another just where you thought the world can get a little worse like we we get stuff like this and and uh, like yesterday i think yesterday served as just a another another example of what it takes to really like as simple as just bringing two people sharing love together as easy it is to really just kind of draw a line and really be like no we're the same we're the same we just just because we say things differently or we dress differently, like our culture is the same. Like they, like, I think our wedding, I, I obviously like during COVID times, I think the, if, if COVID wasn't a thing, this wedding obviously would have been huge. And I think this wedding also would have been more, um, I want to say more 
expressive on both sides. Like both sides are expressive. No, yeah, like especially said, like, on that. Yeah, like. But like I said, it's just like you know, like what Biko was saying is like the two cultures. It's like. Well, it is with Palestinian, like, they follow Muslim faith. So, I would say this is kind of cool because this is something they experience, like, a Muslim wedding. And we had, we we know people who are of Muslim faith, and they used to be our neighbors when we used to live with our folks. And they're really cool guys, and, you know, we are there with them when, you know, they went through the time of Ramadan and stuff. And I we used to work with people of Muslim faith, and I've always been curious about their religion and what they believe in their traditions. And I think this is was a good point of just experiencing a wedding from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And this is more, like I said, not only just in Palestinian culture, but just in- also in Muslim faith as well. Because um, well, it's kind of cool with the dances and stuff. It's like, especially that the dance is called the Dapka, I think. That's Dapka. Like, Dapka. So it's basically, it's, it's a Palestinian dance, but it's also like a celebration of, of uh, expression, of uh, welcoming the groom. He's about to make the take the next step of his life. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because these guys came and, dude, the coronation on them were, was amazing. I'm like, I cannot move like that. I'm like freaking 35. I'm going to 36. I'm like, dude, there's no way. I, no, no. that their, their moves were amazing, I would say. They were freaking that, awesome. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Very, everything was very impressive. Um, but it's like you mentioned, like they have, they have a traditional dance um, that they have to kind of as a tribute to the the newlywed couple, um, and it was really cool. Coordinated, they had these. Um, I wish I knew the name, the official name of the the, the like staff or stick they would hold. Uh, let me see if I can look it up. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, but there's a within the group. I want to say just based on observation, there's at least ten gentlemen in the group. Um, um, all coordinated outfits, except there's one ringleader who's dressed up in a singular outfit. Um, what they stick that uh, that franchise is actually looking up right now, but there's a they're holding a traditional stick, and there's also another one amongst the group that's holding a stick as well. Which I think if they coordinate each other, because there's a ringleader that that coordinates okay. the dance, right? All right, so, so I, are, I, yeah, think I, I think I found it. I think I found it. This is what um this is what Wikipedia has. It's called Dapke. Uh, it's a native Depka. Depka. So it's a uh, Depka. So it's a native Levantine folk dance. Depka comes combines circle dance. And line dancing, kind of like what everyone does at weddings. We do da- we do circle dancing and we do, we some do line the some line dancing too. So, yeah. these white performers at weddings enjoy the kisses. The line forms from right to left, and leader the dap- Depka. Uh, Depka heads the line in an alien alternating between facing the audience and the other dancers. In English, this could be transcribed as Dapka Dapki. So, pretty much, like I said, it's in different, um, yeah, Palestine. So, it's different, like, not even just in Palestine, but it's also in Jordan. So, it's, it's done. In traditional sense, um, yeah, it's done with like trying to find a staff here. Um, yeah, it's uh, let me see if I can find it. Okay, here's a different type. Sorry, so they got different types of dance, uh, semicircle, improvise, they're playing music. I'm trying to find one. Oh, there you go. I think this is the one. Uh, popular Palestinian and Jordanian dance would become something popular during the British Mandate for Palestine. Also, head belongs mostly to the northern central Palestine and the south has two kinds. It follows two rows of men opposite walls. Okay, poetry, but um, okay, here we go. Let's see if you can find the staff here. Hand drum, tambourine. It's got the instruments. I'm trying to find where they. 
I guess it's like a staff. I would say, yeah. So pretty much it's like a coordinated dance. And believe me, like, the coordination was great. I guess it's like a professional team that does it. But yeah, it's just like a celebrated Jewish occasion and weddings. And do had a staff. I guess both men had a staff on each end. And I guess the one leader in black, he's the one that's leading the troop, basically. And then it's all about, like I said, it's about celebrating the, the couple and also walking in the groom. And what's got cool is then it got to the point where they got the audience involved and, you know, got the answer. And one side was screaming in the room, the other side was screaming on the room. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. Like, they encouraged people to scream and yell. It was like, you know, be happy. And then, you know, we didn't get to join the circle dance. I think our cousins did. And. It kind of summer, and then they start, you know, gagging around the groom, and they start lifting up the air and celebration. I was scared too because I thought he was gonna hit the ceiling. So oh, I was yeah, like, they were doing like a whole kind of, I guess you could say crowd serving, but not. It's when you, you know, you're just all getting a group, and you're just tossing somebody in the air. You know, you're catching them in the air, and so like you're just throwing up and down. And that's we do the same exact shit. We separate guys and girls. We do the same thing. So that was really cool. How like the similarities that were there. Um, they have an execution differently when it comes to customs, but nonetheless, um, within both wedding ceremonies, we can both assume that like they each have designated traditions done between males and females. And I know we're living in a world um, where male and female is not the only observation when it comes to genders and and there's gender norms or not. But like those traditions were built on that, and so. We had in it was Mexican a period where just like the same male. thing, yeah. So like with this one, it was really cool to see that. Um, I think and and uh, which we saw and which we like contribute or uh, what's the word I'm looking for participate in was that the males tend to have more tributes or traditional celebrations within the ceremony compared to the to the females. Um, it was so we got the dance we got the Depka dance. And then um, a mariachi band came out and played. You know, they did their serenade of songs while we were we were eating. And dinner. even it was funny because uh, Adam's uncle comes out. Oh yeah, that was cool. And he was like jamming to it. I was like, yeah, that was so, so cool. Like, and then our cool uncle, see, our yeah. uncle, our, our cousin, like her dad, then they started dancing together. I'm like that was cool because he started because they were embracing it. Like that was like so cool. Yeah, it was cool to see the well. Yeah, our uncle, the father of the bride. It was cool to see him kind of dance during the depka, and then also. Um, because that that depth kind of lasted for like a good ten minutes, but also like it was cool the way yeah it I filmed ended. so much video guys so, it was like it was crazy yeah like that it definitely ran a little longer but um it was cool to see um the other side of the family come through and and really like also participate in what we host and that's like our mariachi and even if it was during the dinner the dinner service like we were able to like it was cool to see that they were really participating really appreciating. Even if they were gonna laugh about it, which it was great, because we're the same thing, right? As long as they can laugh at each other doing it, I think it's important. We should, but also it's just it just shows that we appreciate that the person is taking the effort to not only yeah laugh at ourselves, but laugh at like the the remnants of each person's culture and how far it's come. But how similar, and just like how funny that like these these what humans hold as being these complex like boundaries when it really is just a different understanding of the same custom or different execution of the same custom of celebration so it's like we got all that and, and then we cool. they had like the, the the bride and groom had the the first dance yeah which i did realize like they had like a little thing in, like in the venue itself they had like a it's like a circle with the curtains and stuff i guess they had what it is they close all sides of the curtain 
and left one open because I guess it's like a gift time for just like them the bride and groom just to dance and stuff like they give a moment so I would say in our like I would say not in Catholic tradition but Mexican tradition uh, we had the same things it's kind of like going back to that we have you know they do the first dance but with us um, we do the dollar dance I don't know if it's still I don't know if any um you know any of your other international listeners I don't know if you guys have spent some that where basically the gear point with the dollar dance like I don't think there was one to hear because like I said it was more like it was more like a Palestinian slash Muslim style wedding which like I said I and one thing that was interesting was no alcohol yeah because in the Muslim faith they don't partake they don't partake just water and pop that's all it was but for me I'm doing my freaking 40 day fasting regimen so I've been just drinking water but otherwise I didn't realize how much fun you have if you don't drink because I don't know kind of makes me appreciate it more <laughs> but yeah so um, it was like and then there was a period where it was just the guys dancing like they had like a dozen time where just the guys dancing and then um but like going back to what I was saying I lost track I don't know if any of our international listeners do something like kind of like a dollar dance where basically what it is um pretty much what happens is like the best man and the maid of honor um you line up and pretty much um you have a dollar and you and you see starts with the room bright start first and then after that you start putting you know thing a dollar you attach it to the bride and groom and then money goes to them basically it's just helping them you know money wise um you know as a gift almost but it's on time to give you some time with the bride and groom you just you know congratulate them say how proud you are of them which we didn't see here but the past ones I have to that's been in that's been a tradition um I don't know if it's just our culture that does it or anybody else does it just let us know because I mean there's a lot of like traditions that I think expand upon the years when it comes to like you know with music wise there was a lot of like music like a lot really cool music in Arabic it was, like, it was, oh, really, man, was, it was cool. so great it was awesome like different genres of music and like I said having mariachi there and it's like and them responding well to them I was like holy shoot because like I said it's like I said it was like a union of families and cultures and um you know, and then after that, it was like, after that, I think it was like around 9 or so, or almost like 9 o'clock, we had, like, all the men had to leave the room, and it was time for the women to start dancing, so yeah. I guess, which is kind of cool, because it gives them, you know, moments to themselves, you know? Like, women hang out, you know, just them to spend time with the bride, and um, for us, like, we went outside, and they passed, uh, like, Adam... And his, you know, cousins and brothers start passing out cigars, and then I never had a cigar, but I was a not bad for a beginner. I would say I didn't finish all of it, but I mean, I don't know if you guys enjoyed cigars. I'm not a aficionado. Like I, said, I don't smoke, and I just did it for the fact to show my support for Adam. You know, welcome into the family. You know, he's our cousin now, so it's like to show you know, you know. Being happy for them and being there because, like I said, for us, like you know, a Mexican family is usually like because it's family gatherings. Like we don't try to miss anything, mm-hmm. but it sucked because, like I said, it was like burnt term pandemic where pretty much we had to like put the brakes on everything basically. And like I said, this was like a big thing where finally you know they were able to. We're at a time where now vaccines are available. We're finally able to do this, and it was time for us also to catch up. You know, get to know you know Adam's family, but at the same time catch up with our own families, just to almost just see how everyone's doing. 
Because, yeah, lucky we have social media, but sometimes some of our cousins don't use social media a lot. So it was nice just being there and talking to them, seeing how they were doing. Because we got we got relatives that they work the front lines. We got people that work in the medical field, people that work, you know, engineering or work, you know, customer service. So it's like, you see how how they were doing during the time. And that's all, too, talking with, you know, Adam's family, too. And it's like, really cool. And then, um, yeah, so we went out there, and then, like I said, getting women to dance. And they, had, they used to have the traditional best man sweet speeches which was kind of cool because it wasn't just like the best man i guess it's like pretty much the brothers and the be- and the friend like the best friends talk so same thing with our cousin she spoke on our cousin's behalf and then her best friend growing up speak as well so we got to hear our speeches it was really great funny as hell from the from adam's side and that's so hilarious but um everyone laughing it was like the sense of unity and everyone like you said because everybody has a lot to themselves Mm-hmm. And honestly, I had I had a great time, you know. And it's like, as you can't imagine, like we grew up where all our lives and just seeing her in that wedding dress was like, holy shit, you know. I remember being older than them, and they used to follow us around. They used to follow me around when I was a, when I was a kid, you know. I was being the big kid and playing hide and seek and stuff. And now look at that, I'm at the wedding. So it's like. Wow. Because it takes your moments to think like, hey, you know, even throughout this darkness of the pandemic and what's going on in the world, at least something positive is happening in our lives. It's like we got to take this moment and just, wow, you know? You know, and that's why I wanted, we wanted to come out today and just do like a social commentary. You know, something kind of different today. And, you know, and just to show that even though media depicts, you know, people of different cultures negatively, it's because of that. It's because we get desensitized and grow up on it. I mean, when 9-11 happened, I mean, I remember when 9-11 happened, you know, I was in school. We had TVs in the classroom, and all of a sudden, it, all the teachers were instructed to turn TVs on, and it was crazy when that happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, nothing but news coverage. They sent us home, like, we only did half a day, and ended up sending everybody home for almost a week, almost. And... They wanted people to be with their families because of that. And then all of a sudden, they're like, then a week later, saying, like, oh, it's people from the Middle East. And then they all started like, then all of a sudden, people of Muslim faith or people that look different than us were getting hated on. Like mosques were being vandalized and the media started depicting Muslim because they found out they're Mo- like, they're people of Middle East and Islam were in charge of the attacks. And it's like, you're going to let this is when the media blows it out proportions and all of a sudden the rest of the people are getting you know rest of people in Muslim faith or Middle Eastern faith are getting blasted on just because of people even though they look like them they're they're the ones who did it but it doesn't say everyone is responsible mm-hmm. but that's but that's how the media depicted it of course they always do and lucky with me I I was brought up not to hate anybody not to judge people by the color of their skin just by the character. So, and then I got to know people Muslim faith. They're pretty cool. I have to know Middle Eastern people. And believe me, we have friends who are Middle Eastern. They're from Pakistan or from Lebanon, you know. People I used to work at my retail job back in the day were Muslim faith. And I took a comparative religion just to understand what was going on. And I, I did that in junior college when I did a comparative religion course and just to study what each culture is and it's like it was really interesting to me 
and just to see what how our culture does their beliefs and stuff and it's like I said it's all about living being the better person that you are basically respecting others you know even though like you said it's more like almost like a male dominated type of religion almost but at the same time it's all about being true you know being true to yourself and you know being a good person to take care of your life take care of yourself take care of your family and all this stuff and yeah it's you know it's the same thing growing up Catholic, but learning like you know buddhism and judaism and you know muslim islam protestant like it's all like they. I've, to me, it's like they all follow the same thing. Just be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, we all follow one spiritual being or many spiritual beings, but it's all about this person. And then, of course, you know, how me picture it. All of a sudden, yes, South Park decides to do a nine eleven esque commentary. You know, South Park is now back then they didn't have like a linear storyline. They just did like random episodes. Ideas, and all of a sudden they decided to do one that was a heavily pro-American but also at the same time making fun of America type of way as well because South Park even though they're done by Americans they like to poke fun at us so both sides can laugh but at the same time it's like it was that one episode where pretty much was when of course after Nehemiah said Osama Bin Laden was responsible for the attacks like his group was responsible for the attacks um they South Park decided to step in and say, you know what, let's do a commentary episode on it. And pretty much that's what they did. It pretty much, the whole thing was South Park had like pen pals in Afghanistan or something. And they sent them something. They're supposed to get something back and end up getting a goat. And the whole thing is them trying to take the goat back to Afghanistan. And they had um, dressed the goat like, a, they, had, they couldn't get to the base and they dressing the goat. They thought everyone was Stevie Nicks or something. The goat was Stevie Nicks. And of course, you know, they had a, Weird character of Bin Laden and the whole thing with Cartman and Bin Laden, like it was pretty much a uh, parody of Looney Tunes almost. Wait, what? Yeah. It's, um. Yeah, so we had that, but I think the one thing that actually did a really good job was The Simpsons because, um, um, pretty much uh, Bart ends up befriending, um, another boy from a different descent. From, I think he was in Muslim descent. And, how they did that and, and and Homer didn't know and Homer was suspicious of Bar hanging out with them and then they gained, and then his friends got into Homer's head saying that you know um, Bart's like Palestinian friends like you know Middle Eastern friends like a terrorist or something you know his dad was technically an engineer who works in demolitions he was an, an engineer like a mechanical engineer that, that, that does like calculations and stuff for implosions and stuff. And Homer thought, of course, and then Homer finally realizes that, you know, it's not that. It's just we, we can't judge people based on, you know, what the media is showing us. And that's what I did like, for instance. At least, you know, it had a positive message saying, you know, don't judge people by the color of their skin, you know, or the actions that someone else does it on their behalf, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, that was like, I forgot the name of the episode, but it was an episode of The Simpsons. Like, I think I, I, I kind of enjoyed that one more than the South Park one. Yeah. Because that, to me, is like... They both satire. have different ways of delivering a message. Um, but that's the thing. It's 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 funny. Um, and, and we're only culminating this because we've only been in this existence for a good portion of time. Um, but it's... it's, it's um, As far as someone who likes to observe the human sociological atmosphere of things and how they perceive things, it's it's... It fascinates me every year that 
we the more and more progress we make even if it's little thing um, excuse me even if it's little things as far as political progress or societal progress of acceptance or things happening to where there are advances such as a um I want to say uh, improving uh, improving impoverished areas are are providing opportunities for advancement for areas of that are lacking or any resources or something like we or such as like cultural identification or cultural clashes re- religious clashes things like that. It's funny that like we're s- not funny, but mm-hmm. it's fascinating or interesting that we're still. That our generation tact, considering that we have, we have advanced tremendously in, in technology, even for our um, existence. Like, it, it's fascinating that we've have we have traveled so far as as having a one unit household being able to access the internet to multiple people within that household, being able to build up different perceptions on how they will one um, interact with other people outside of the household but also within their daily lives such as school well now that that's becoming existent in our country but school work um, social social engagements per se like it's funny that we can still connect vastly within these means uh, personal uh, digital, Yet we are still arguing about the same things that separate us or the same things that have been causing conflict. I find that fascinating because it's like we can have so much technological advancement to where it's supposedly, um, air quotes, supposed to help improve our lives. I think it has, but it's only improved our lives on how to how to make how to increase production, mm-hmm. but not how to increase meaningful and quality of life right so we're and what i like is that like uh, i've been watching this guy on youtube which i um i'll plug him in uh, name is joshua fluke he he i love his opinion on um he's a uh, web developer this is me just assuming but like based on the videos i've seen like he's a web developer this is just a side story example but like he's been laying out things like good hard-earned hard-earned tips on like how to navigate the corporate world on stuff or like basically things that like your maybe your parents won't tell you because they just want you to succeed but what the re, the what the world sh- won't tell you but you should know such as like that these big companies don't care about you or that like how to get your resume through different things like that right so when I'm when I'm trying to tie it into when it comes to like cultural affairs or the human exist like experience what I like there is that he thinks he states that he thinks he has such a radical opinion, but he states it sarcastically, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat there when he said radical, and I chuckled a bit because it's like I want to chuckle, but it's sad because it's he's not wrong, right? He has a radical opinion when it comes to like these powers that like want to demean your life or or control how you live your life, let alone whether you believe in things or not. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to this certain thing, as far as we. As far as we're leaning towards cultural acceptance or or cultural differences slash similarities, it's it's interesting that like these 
across the aisle moments or engagements that are very easily perceived as like, yeah, that's nice. It's special. We can't like set our, like humans can't set aside their ego for like less than two seconds just to analyze it. Like let's put aside our things and like, let's celebrate that two people are coming together. But this is just like a, obviously a hardcore circumstance example specific, but like not. So it's just, it's fascinating that like we, we still come to this age or we're still fighting over shit that like our parents had to go through, their parents had to go through and maybe didn't contribute themselves. But like the fact that the matter is like, I wish more people would be aware and understanding that like these things are only getting propagated and conjured up like a fucking like you're you're you know you're turning your stove to heat up your soup it's only getting boiled up because you're you're these are very minority groups starting these conflicts but it reflects on a bigger scale because our media pertains to it and it's and like you mentioned it's it's funny how we especially in u.s media how they've been so silent on uh, shining a light to the, towards the atrocities of the Israeli army. Yeah, because it's funny because I'm getting all my stuff from Reddit. That's all it is. It's and it, it, it's it. funny. It, it's it like I'm not surprised, but it's like it's it's funny like that they're not like they're showing their hand like that. Like ask us twenty years ago, years ago, they would never show their hand like that. They'll be like, no, what do you mean? We're very much with our Palestine. Like you know what I mean? Like you would see America save face or play political theater to save themselves for another day. But right now, we're seeing that America, or at least our powers that be, are not. They they were very much falling in line with Israel, even though they're... Which shows, I don't care what they say, but which shows that they are perfectly fine with this, this Israeli army acting in, in this crazy... This, this way of, of maybe attacking Hamas... Like terrorists, but like but I don't know. The, but then innocent people get caught. In yeah, crossfire. so it's just like, it's like I seem like the. That's big, why it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't perpetuate. And then all, then the all power of a sudden, it's like yeah. That. Then all of a sudden, it's like yeah. So who are you bombing? Supposedly, like who you're bombing? You're thinking, who oh, you're really claiming hurting? that you're going after this group, but at the same time, it's like we had, like you said, Pico. We're in this age where we got there's so many technology. Showing, there's peaceful protests everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And, and what I saw showing, too was in London. Sides, they're they were showing in London, in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere here. And and it's still, and they're trying to say that it's the terror. Like, you can't, like, there there comes a point where you cannot, like, yes, there's some people who can who can be naive, but the majority, I would hope, you cannot play with people's perspe- like perspective. And when it comes to that, you're not only playing with people's perspective, you're playing with spirituality. That's already a tough nut to crack. You're 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 playing with a lot of people's. I want to say foundational, foundational like wells of existence. Mm-hmm. For some, like they, a lot of people find their existence and or meaning within spiritual beliefs or or spiritual discipline and, and like all power to it and that's like it's your right to decide what you feel is meaningful to live for. So hence why it's it's fucked up that we although we live in a country that wants you to practice this stuff they're lot they're siding along with with a group that doesn't that is is not that is acting against i want to say human is acting against human rights 
and human respect. So it's like I don't take any sides. It's it's just a matter like I just as someone who finds religion very, which is has find finds it meaningful, but an execution terrible and should not be here. That's how I find it, and I. This is what causes conflicts. I want people to practice what they believe, mm-hmm. but when it reaches a conflict point to where we're going to start killing people over a belief and not because of kill people over belief per se, but killing people over instead of actually just respecting because they're bo- that's a problem. Both lands are found within tradition. Yeah. And within those scribes, it has land pertaining to both traditional followers. So it's just, it's very tough. It's its a conflict that won't end. It definitely won't. It won't end in our lifetime, unfortunately. Um, the more America gets in the middle of it, the more it becomes something to where I think it's only going to increase in politicalness. And I think America has a big deal with that. Has a big... Uh, shares a big responsibility for why it's become so politicized. Um, we've always had deals in the Middle East under the guise of spiritual reconnaissance or democracy missions. Or trades. Or trade negotiations. But we all know what it was for. It was for resources. Mm-hmm. Okay? Big Daddy America doesn't attack anything be- unless it wets the pockets. Okay? I don't... If you don't live, if you live in this country and you don't believe that's the case, I, I want you to turn off the TV. But nonetheless, we sit here trying to understand a conflict that we don't live in, and we don't. But the only because thing I we like, can do is, is understand first and and, now, and, and, and and try to inform ourselves. Well, I do like. Um, I know what my name comes to mind is Am Sandler because he did a film. Yeah, it was perceived as a comedy, but I think it's like his kind of like. Open up the eyes of both cultures because it was um it was called Don't Mess with the Zohan, oh. and it was him and Manuel Chiriki and it was about the two cultures because he was part of the Israeli, you know, forces, and of course the his main arch nemesis was um Phantom, who's of the Palestinian forces, and it was like I would say his take. His take on, you know... I would say he probably had writers from both ends get their take on it. So he probably had, like, Palestinian writers and Jewish writers work bringing it up. Just to show that, hey, we're all the same. But taking that conflict, I think just... Not just being, like, a comedy, but at the same time, you know... Yeah, his character was in the really special forces. He decided he didn't want to do it anymore. He wanted to be a hairdresser. And he ends up going to work at the shop, who is owned by a Palestinian female and he finds out that that female is the sister of the phantom played by John, John Tutoro but of Palestinian descent and um and it shows like the districts how even like in the neighborhood you had you know there was a turf war between Palestinians and Israelis so you've seen that in forms of businesses and stuff but of course and then they all reunite into one thing where this developer played by Michael, Michael Buffer wants to tear down both neighborhoods for his own own monetary gain. And it shows how big the conflict is when they have, like, I guess this game is kind of like almost like hacky sack almost. <laughs> but so they make it treat like it's a Palestine versus uh, Israel in a, in a thing. But 
And then all of a sudden, it, it, it's a comedy, but it opens up your eyes, like, with this conflict, and then they... I don't know, it's just them poking fun of the conflict that's going on right now, uh, going on that... that's still going on, but at that time when that film was released, I think it was just both cultures poking fun of this silly fight that's going on. And to them, but it's like, their conversation, but also get the Russell world thing about the... Not this is having the movie, but it's also helping it happening in real life. And of course, at the end, they get they band together. They put aside the differences, put aside the cultures, decide to share and to mingle with each other. And which is really good. It's a good movie. I'd definitely check it out. It's you know it's called Don't Mess with the Zohan. And like I said, it, it gives you an idea of what it gives you an idea of looking both at Israelis and Palestinians. Uh, they're both the same. It's just like I said, like you said, because. The territory they, they it's based on spiritual what what was promised them in the spiritualizes the ancestors. And he said it's usually the conflict of the ancestors lead the conflicts to the next generation and so on and so on because it's how they were raised. They're it's depending how they're raised and it's like it sucks. And you know, to me it's like with me with both sides it's like it's like I wanna I wanna be in the middle because it's like and it's all about like territory gain. That's basically what it is. But yeah, like the restricted force can say, "Oh yeah, we're going after Hamas," it's like you said. But at the same time, it's like innocent people get caught in a crossfire. And like I said, and the only stuff I'm finding out is through Reddit because it's people that posting videos. Like even to like Palestinian reporters trying to get a grasp of the situation, they're getting tear gassed on by the Israeli and harassed by Israeli forces. Even though supposedly a ceasefire is supposed to be happening, and they're still getting beat on. And this peaceful protest, so I like in the UK that was freaking awesome. I saw the video when they did the peaceful protest in London, and then over here in the US as well. And it's funny how they're not showing it here. Did you see that in the news here, at all? For nothing. I have nothing yeah. here, and it's funny how we get it from Reddit or from people that are actually there. And it's people that are there; they're actually posting. They're, they're posting it on social media to get everyone to start paying attention. And it's like. Wow. And that's why it's like, with the wedding, this wedding was like, like I said, it was like opening up, like, like the end of another culture and seeing, you know, how another culture celebrates weddings. Like I said, this weekend was a great experience for me and Biko as well. Like, just being there for our cousin and welcoming Adam to our family. And like I said, I wish nothing but the best for both of them. And hopefully we'll get together more and maybe we'll find out other traditions they do when it comes to family gatherings. And I do want to learn to dance. <laughs> we'll see. I do want to learn. I do want to learn Depka once I feel up for it. <laughs> once I'm in better shape, maybe I'll be able to catch up. <laughs> um, but it also brings in mind, like not just you know that and like culture wise, when it got to the point where even in our comic books, people like even people don't realize in Captain America was created. Like, yeah, it was created, like, during World War II, just a World War II propaganda thing against Nazis and, and against, like, fascism, basically. And then, of course, you know, even, like, if you read Marvel Comics back then, they depicted characters in a stereotypical way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And now, and then now, all of a sudden, when 9-11 happened, it's like, they, 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 don't get me wrong, Marvel decided to do a whole thing about it, like, which was one of the biggest issues they had when... The Trace Center fell down, even in the Marvel Universe. But now it's like, all of a sudden, like... But then, like, Middle Eastern culture gets, like, shat on, on because of the actions of the people who were responsible for 9-11. And it sucks. And so, what I like about it is, then, then all of a sudden, uh, editor Sana 
Amonette and Steven Wacker came around and writer Willow Wilson, artist Adrian Alfona and Jamie McKevy, you guys don't know who they are, they're the team behind Miss Marvel, who became the first Muslim American in Marvel comic book history. Hero. Superhero. And basically, you guys know who Miss Marvel is. I'm gonna, I pull up the wiki page from it. Basically, within the Marvel Universe, this is from uh, Wikipedia, um, Kamala, Kamala Khan is a teenage Pakistan-American from Jersey City, New York, Jersey, with shape-sensing abilities, who discovers that she has inhuman genes in the aftermath of the inhumanity storyline and assumes a mantle of Miss Marvel from her idol, Kara Danvers, after Danvers becomes Captain Marvel. It says that Marvel's announcement that a Muslim character with headline comic book drew widespread attention. The first volume of Miss Marvel won the Hugo Award for Best Graphic Story in 2015. Hmm. So, this is when Marvel decided, you know what? Let's get more diversity in our heroes. Let's get these characters. Get, get, create heroes that people can look up to. Like, people of different cultures can look up to. And with, and then now to the point now, if you're talking now, they're filming Miss Marvel right now for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And apparently even that character might be coming out in the film as well. So I don't know if the series is going to lead into the film. Based on the, I think the Disney teaser is like a thing what's coming up soon. Like with Marvel Cinematic Universe wise. I think it was like a short teaser and it shows what the upcoming projects are from the films. And they said, uh, the, I think it was called The Marvels, I think. So we may ever see her on there as well. Hmm. And yeah, because when I found out about Miss Marvel, I'm like, holy shoot! Because me, I grew up with Miss Marvel. It was Cap- it was Carol Danvers was Miss Marvel before she came to Captain Marvel. But all of a sudden, they announced a new Miss Marvel, and then I'm like, holy shoot! She does like shifting abilities, and it's really different because she can like make herself tall. She can like pretty much manipulate her body basically, mm-hmm. and she's strong too. Like Carol Danvers takes her on her wing and stuff, and and the same thing with her with the character being you know Muslim descent. I like about the comic book where I saw like the screenshots and stuff. It follows like the traditional Muslim, you know, traditions in there as well because the writers from Muslim descent. So it was kind of cool. But uh, for a fact, is at least somebody's doing it in a pretty much um, in a positive light. And this is like one of the quotes that the writer did. Um, she wrote, "Tesbir, as much as Islam is part Kamal's identity, this book isn't preaching about religion or Islamic faith in particular." It's about what happens when you struggle with labels imposed on you, how that forms your sense of self. It's a struggle we all face in one form or another. It isn't just particular to Kamala because she's Muslim. Her religion is just one aspect of the many ways she defines herself. And, yeah, so let me, what else I was saying next? Hold on. So, yeah, so pretty much it's like, it opens up, you know, about this character, so it was just actually really cool, and like I like the way they introduced the character. They introduced her pretty much, you know, in Captain Marvel fourteen. They introduced the character first, she was like a background character, and all of a sudden, just to find a way to introduce the character. And now to the point that if you play like the Avengers video game on PS4, Xbox Series X, or the new systems, um, she's one of the main protagonists. Of the video game itself, because she's in task with trying to find and reunite the Avengers, which is kind of cool because they decide that you know pass the torch or have somebody else take the reins and and like I said, it like I said, it gives a way for not only like the Muslim faith to have a superhero, but also have women, you know, 
have someone to look up to, you know, someone like a kid, like girls growing up. Now they have a superhero they can look up to besides, you know, Captain Marvel and stuff. And it's like, now you have someone, like, who can relate, to relate to. And, and it's like, great. And like I said, now with the series coming out soon, the game film, and then, of course, the comics are still going on. And, you know, and I remember when I was collecting the Amazing Spider-Man when they decided to do a reboot. Amazing Spider-Man, they brought her in the comics as well, the crossover Spider-Man in the comics to, to work together. So, yeah. So it's like, it's things like that, like, as Marvel and other creators are being more progressive and diverse and bringing these characters from different descents. Mm-hmm. And so right now we're seeing, like, even Marvel with the films where Chang Chi's coming out this year and we get to see, you know, in, like an Asian-American like a hero as well. And, like, that character was brought out, you know, in a new light as well. We get to see other characters that never, you never thought would have a film. But like I said, now with this culture and how it is now, it's about time we start paying homage to our cultures. It's like, people keep forgetting that America is, is a melting pot of mm-hmm. different cultures. But at the same time, you know... It's like just being together, and like I said, that's how yesterday the wedding kind of sent, gave me that feeling of being united and together, and you know, just being there for each other. So, um, I don't know. You got anything else to add, Biko? No, I just, um, I just want people to. Uh, I guess I would want to. I would want people to just kind of inform themselves on what's going on. Um, I know. The Gaza situation has be- has been on the forefront um, of our mainstream news lately, but it's honestly that's been a conflict for the past five years. Um, the Israeli army has been participating in 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 intentional genocide for the past five years. Like that 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 conflict has been going on for years. Um, and I kid you not, like my friend's Palestinian, like. I've I've known about this for several years now, and that like this has become even before I knew my friend like that 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 was a problem, and I I can never ask questions about people who who have like family during the situation because like like we're answering this on a on American an American perspective or American like soil as opposed to like being there, and like frankly, at the end. At the end of it, America only wants only the their only interest in this is because of a, a beneficial asset, as far as uh, investment is concerned and profit. Not not because they actually care. Um, don't, I don't I don't care what um, the PR that America throws out says. They they're there for the resources. They're they're wait like the whole world's watching. They're not stupid. So. Like th- this and has it's been funny how, for like, years. We don't hear nothing from the United Nations. No, they're and and they've already and the, you know that's the thing. The United Nations has been speaking up clearly. It's America has been not showing. Hmm. Our media outlets have been not showing purposely that the UN has been answering and telling them like this is not right. Like what the fuck's going on? So, but then again, like they all work together. So like it makes sense. Like they're doing this. So. It, I, I just want people to to inform themselves on the conflict before they start casting hate on on different ethnic groups that they don't understand or whatnot. Like, 
And just remember that you, you, who knows, you probably have friends that are on each side of the aisle. And like, I don't, and, and I have friends who are on each side of the aisle as well. And it's just, it's very tough. Like, it's a tough situation. It's kind of like seeing two siblings get, like, I want to say it's, it's similar to two siblings getting involved in a fight. And it's, it's very tough to, to not feel, to not feel, sympathy for both sides but at the same time it's it's very hard where the israeli army is acting like this and they have been acting like this for years so it's just i'll take it for what it's worth but it's it's not it's not looking pretty i don't i'm i never even with years within the years of knowing this i didn't see an end in sight but it's just like am i Am I, I'm a little relieved that this is actually going onto the mainstream media because it's been a long time, a long time coming that this is, this should have been on the mainstream media, but obviously they give us this information when they feel they're truly ready, but they've been, they've been doing that. They've been dealing with this shit for years. So I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm very glad that people are finally at least paying attention to the atrocity that's happening and then people getting killed every day for frankly no reason um but yeah i just i i wish the best for the palestinians who are holding in there holding their own i i hope for some sort of resolution i know there it's it's probably not going to happen but i would hope for some sort there is a ceasefire but we'll see how long that lasts like they it's gotta be like they, they gotta they gotta sell. But this I don't I don't know. Thing. Like they can sell us all they want, but it's it's gonna be a conflict that's gonna be arising for years to come because nobody wants to see an end to it. And and frankly, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. It's just a perspective thing, and it's just what, especially when it comes to that. And it's not a religious war anymore, guys. It's not. It's a geographical war, and it's territorial. Yeah, and and. It's hard to ignore that, and, and now, if this is going to be a part of a, a larger scheme of, I want to say, world conflict, then I'm not surprised. It's 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 actually very surprising. I don't think I'm surprised about it, is that it's not it hasn't been a conflict to lead to world resolution within a country's holding, you know, interest, mm-hmm. especially business because corporatism is global guys i don't care what you think like everyone's watching because they all hold global interests just because it's not political doesn't mean it's not business mm-hmm. and everyone's watching because people like especially countries here they hold businesses in israel to hold businesses all over the world and they don't want to see conflict like that because it hurts the business so like that's the only way we'll see any resolution is when the money gets hurt and it gets involved so all I hope is there is a resolution, but it's very, it's just sad. It's just very sad. It's it's very sad that humans have to resort to this because of <sighs> difference of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. A difference of opinion and we have to do these things. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's what I want to add. I, I just, I hate to see it. That's it. I hate to see it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, it's like uh, even when I was in school, like it was still talked about the, the yeah. Gaza Strip and stuff. It still kept going on. But on times they were just like a ceasefire and a ceasefire. But I don't know. It's just just with the talks that was going on in Syria and stuff. It just opened up more. 
when that factory got blown up in Syria, it's like it opened up more and more doors. Like it opened up kind of like a Pandora's box, everything. Then all of a sudden, we have COVID and everything gets locked down, and people get you know stir crazy to get that cabin fever, and then all of a sudden. Something comes along, and all of a sudden, you know, one little thing ignites a bomb and pretty much, you know, leads to this. But like you said, because it's been going on for many, many years, it's like, and for me, it's like, I feel for the Palestinian people. It's like, it sucks. And I know people in Muslim faith, and I can tell right now, they're not liking it. And it's like, you know, and then, you know, and then all of a sudden, when I found out, like, when I read the invitation, oh, I, I knew Adam, like, I only met him a few times, and... And just like, I never knew who was Palestinian, so when I read the wedding thing, she's like, oh, that's cool, actually, because it's like, that's interesting, you know? And then just like going back to the wedding, just seeing the stuff, seeing people there, and, and, and they're encouraging people to have fun, good times. And then we got to meet Adam's parents, who met her mom, his mom and his stepdad, and, you know, they wanted to find out who we are related to the bride, and told her cousins, and they were like, we can show we had a good time. They thank you so much for being there for them. They appreciate it. You know, have fun. It was great. You know, and, and it just shows you get to know another culture just by talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Like you said, do your research. Ask questions. Why this is going on? Do you know people of descent of Palestinian descent or Israeli descent? Find out. Because when I saw, I was watching this interview. It was like in London. And they were interviewing these Orthodox Jews, and they had Palestinian scarves, and they're like, "Here, we're so-, and they're saying we're solidarity, we're showing solidarity with our Palestinian brothers." I was watching on Reddit; it was like a London newscast, and they were, you know, supporting the Palestinians. And then they were saying like, the Jews, the Orthodox Jews were saying that we we're embarrassed for our brethren that are doing this to the Palestinian people, that we're embarrassed. Hear, hear that keyword embarrassed mm-hmm. it, it, it's in, you're embarrassing and that's what's going on it's an embarrassment because you're ruining it for everybody and yeah they got the ceasefire but who, like you said because who knows how long this is going to go on because it's like it's one little thing it's going to set the spark again come on we had ceasefires during World War One because of the holidays you know World War Two when it was fucking cold when they had the battles going into the winter time but it's like it's all about knowing people and find and get a good idea of the problem and what the problem is. And like I say, it take, goes back to spiritual, but also territorial aspect as well. And it sucks. Like I said, I, I if I'm to cast my vote, I'm go with the Palestinian side. I'm sorry, because honestly, they're they're like the people they're suffering in the in the crossfire. I saw a video where a building collapsed. Freaking a Palestinian girl was trapped, and it took an effort of I don't know how many men to get her out of the rubble. The Palestinians, the Israelis, were just sitting there in the background, not willing to help out, not willing to help with a save a kid, not to help a kid over destruction that they caused. And I saw the video. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? I don't hardly swear in this podcast, but to me, yeah. Not even a kid. You're not willing to save a kid just because of this, of where they come from. To me, a kid's a kid. I don't care what culture you come from. You're a kid. You're hurt. I'm gonna help you regardless. 
I'll put aside any beliefs or whatever things I have to help somebody in need. I don't freaking give a shit. But when I saw the video and they had to go through a lot of rubble just to get the look. And luckily that girl survived. They were able to save her after after an Israeli, you know, missile hit that building in Palestine. It was just, mm. But like I said, it, like I said, and over here, it's like, okay, we're getting vaccines and stuff. Like, I understand that's cool. We're all getting vaccines. But at the same time, look what's going on over there. That's like, that's why I like things like BBC World News that actually show you what's going on in the world. They cover everything. And, yeah, and then now it's like, if you notice now, it's like getting more of an influx of Middle Eastern actors as well in the media while in a new light, like, finally to get recognition, too. But it's like, look how many years it has taken. And it's just, yeah. But like I said, guys, this was like a social commentary episode. Yeah, it got serious, but at least, though, to me, the price spot of this, we got to go, we got to have it fun at a wedding, a Muslim traditional Palestinian wedding, which was freaking awesome. And like I said, big shout out to the bride and groom, now husband and wife, Adam and Stephanie. So thank you so much for having us there. Many blessings on your marriage. Hopefully we'll get together soon <laughs> and have more fun. <laughs> But, yeah, guys, so seriously, guys, do your research. If you know people from Palestinian Senate, know people from Israeli Senate, talk to them. Ask questions. Learn. If you're not sure about the conflict, you're still under a rock, still living under a rock, ask. Questions. Ask many questions. You'll get the answer. That's the whole thing. Just ask questions. Research. Watch media. Don't watch American media too much because sometimes they don't show it. <laughs> Just be informed. And, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Like I said, this has been like, uh, I don't know. To me, the today I just wanted to be almost like, uh, kind of like an uplifting episode, but also like a social commentary episode. That's what this whole basically was. Just to get you guys' attention on what's going on, basically. Um, we will go back to our regular, you know, pop culture news such stuff later on, but I, to me, it's like one of those times where we're another voice in the media. At least we can have some other voices come out and say something. And like I said, you guys living, listening, not only here in the U.S. but in our international markets. Yeah, I know you guys probably are tired of shit too. Because I bet you it wasn't not just the Palestinian cultures, Israeli culture, can conflicts. Probably people in your countries are experiencing conflicts as well. But it's all about talking to people, getting answers, asking questions, research. And, yeah, just do your due diligence and get yourself informed. All right? So, anything else to add, Beacon, before we sign off? No, just respect one another. That's all. Okay. Just respect. All right, guys. That will do it for Talking Pop. Like I said, a little social commentary episode. If you guys enjoy it, let us know on Twitter. At Pop Talking, all one word, all small case. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Talking Pop. Make sure to hit that like button to get notified of new episodes. You can find backlog of the episodes of Talking Pop on Anchor, Google, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Our Radio, Audible, or other podcast platforms. We do have merch stuff, guys. You can check out our merch store at spring.com. 
Search Talk and Pop. We got shirts. We got hoodies. We got tank tops. Now that's getting warmer. Coffee mugs, decals, face masks. Because I know some states still still have the mandate laws. Um, yeah, and support the podcast where you want. And like I said, if you if you want to share your opinion, just add a just tweet us at Pop Talking on Twitter. Let us know. If you have any ideas for you know any topics, do you want me to be able to cover? Like I said, just send a tweet. And that will do it. So have a good week, guys. We'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care.